0: Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. <sighs> Wherever you are, take a big deep breath. <sighs> and let out a big loud exhale. It just makes you feel better, sinks you back into your body. I do that often these days, and and I people around me are like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. Why? They're like, Well, you just like exhaled so loud. And I'm like, oh no, it's just no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> not a bad thing. Uh, so I always tell people about it. I'm like, trust me, just try that. It makes you feel so much better. But anyways, I am sitting here with the pups and both of them today. So hopefully they both be quiet and let us, you know, talk about what we want to talk about. And, um, you guys know that I am a firm believer in messages and things kind of come to me when they need to, and ideas are shown to me in order to, talk about them I feel like and so it's funny because this is what I'm going to talk about today is something that I have dealt with for years Um, I would say a really long time especially once I started my business and I was working from home it became a thing Um, and I want to say I'm going to talk about all sides of the spectrum but then you know it had just recently happened and I was talking with a client about it cuz it had you know it was a thing with her and then I saw this whole little meme or whatever the heck you want to call it on on the internet that just brought it it was like a whole conversation of this guy like can we please stop doing this as a society and I was like okay I hear you universe like I hear you I'm going to talk more about it I was going to write about it <clears throat> and I probably still will but I figured it was a good topic here for the podcast so basically in our society these days we have this like need for instant gratification right like there's this constant contact thing that goes on right and and it's really interesting because there's a whole lot of hypocritical behavior going on when it comes to that and what i mean is you know people complain about others having their phones on them too much or being on their phone too much and then they so they're not being present right like they're not paying attention they're not being present and then on the other side of that then people will bitch and moan about you not responding promptly or not answering the phone when they called or whatever and and it's just like this really sick and twisted little circle that has become really acceptable apparently in our society and i don't fully understand I do actually fully understand, so I'm gonna just break this all down from like a habitual level to psychology to attachment. Like this is like I said, this is something that's been happening to me for a really long time, and it's something that I have spent a lot of time observing. And I think it's just it's time for me to share share this with everyone. So I hope that this is helpful, you know, no matter where you are on the spectrum of, of what I'm going to explain. And I think that we've all played both parts you know I think that that's a big thing too is when we talk about you know um, pieces or things that we want to change I think sometimes we have to make sure that we're putting enough effort or not effort but just attention into the fact that like we're not perfect either you know so that is my little intro my little groundwork that we're laying there and so basically the thing is is that it, it, there is an attachment to our cell phones, right? Um, there is an attachment to having something in our hand that tells us where to go if we need it to. It looks up an answer to a question. It can directly put us in contact with anyone for the most part. Um, it's, you know, great for emergencies, blah, 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 all of those things. There's a lot of benefits, right, to having a phone. There's also a lot of things that we, like habits and things that we do, or that we used to do, and which used to be normal to us, that we don't necessarily learn anymore because of the phone in our hand situation, right? And so, examples I remember are several years ago. I was in Utah and I had looked at, I had. I was spending the day by myself going up into the mountains. I was going up into Park City and Sundance and I was. I was super excited. And I had rented this car and I looked like the map. There was this trail or this road that kind of looped all the way up and then it came back down and that was where I was going to go. But there was a certain park I was going to, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I get to the park. I have no service, right? And then so I'm sitting there going, holy crap am I grateful that my dad explained to me how to read a freaking map, right? And I was able to see the map, but it wasn't moving. You know how when you're using the GPS usually like it moves as you move. So I was able to see what the road looked like, what directions it was supposed to go and just kind of follow what I saw on that image or on that picture and able you know, to navigate my way out without freaking out, without having to go back. Like that was the other thing. I didn't wanna turn around and go back the way I had come. I wanted to finish my little journey. And the other thing was I was like, you know what, if I get lost, like I'll figure it out. I'll, you know, I'll find a way down from this mountain. It'll be fine. And the, but that was one of those instances that I re- realized I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I grew up in a time like, yes, I've had a phone since I was, I don't know, 17, maybe something like that. But like I got to learn a lot of really useful survival tips basically before having a phone in your hand, you know, at 10 years old was a thing um, and having that to be something that you depend on. So, okay, so sorry for that crunching in the background. Welcome to having a Mac in your life. He, I didn't even think about it just because I'm so used to how loud he is. (laughs) He decided to have his breakfast while we were recording. So anyway. I'm very grateful, like I said, for being able to, you know, be in that middle generation. I'm in that strange place where like technically, I guess, in a way you could refer to me as a millennial, but I'm in that weird age range where it's like I'm in between two, you know, quote unquote, Um. Jesus Christ, there he goes again. My God, you guys, welcome to my life. We're just going to leave this one as is today too. I'm just not even, I'm going to tell Tiffany not to edit out any of this nonsense. (laughs) So keeping it real, friends, keeping it real. Anyway, so I'm in that strange generation that's kind of in between a couple of them. And so, which I'm grateful for because I have some of the best qualities of both, uh, which is nice. Anyway, so, but the thing, the biggest thing about the phones that's happened is a lot of people have kind of lost the idea that people aren't required to be at your beck and call they're not required to be on the same schedule as you they're not required to be available when you're available they're not required to answer you immediately they're not required to answer you at all to be very honest like you know think back in the day when we had a phone that was attached to the wall (laughs) in our houses and that was it you know I know, like, when I was growing up, we had an answering machine, so, you know, people would call, they leave a message, and then you'd call them back when you got home, and if they weren't available, then, I mean, that's just how it was, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And then, moving forward, though, through today, you know, it's it's increased into this way that's really unhealthy, into this state that's extremely unhealthy, because if we call someone and they don't answer the phone, there's, like, an, like an attachment thing there that we're like, well, what the hell, or you know, we immediately are, we go into these other states of mind because of that. A lot of people do, I should say. I don't mean everyone, but a lot of people do. And it just creates this strange, strange, um, dependency, I should say. You know, I think, I remember even when I originally had a cell phone and you could call and I think there was voicemail on it at the time, but nobody was like that then either. You know, we were teenagers. Like we weren't like, oh my God, they didn't answer. What the fuck? You know? Um, anyways, so, you know, I just taking you through a little bit of a timeline, I guess I should say, about how we've evolved as a society with these devices in our hands everywhere we go, right? So it's become a thing, and I think that, you know, if you pay attention to social media or, you know, especially if you're in the world of, of self help or trying to to develop um you as a better human, which you probably are, you wouldn't be listening to this. There's a lot of concepts around being present. I've talked about it several times here on the podcast. It's definitely a, a regular part of my teachings. And it's being present in the moments, listening to people when they're talking to you, not being distracted, um, those types of things, and, and noticing what's going on around you. Like that's a huge part of mindfulness. But when you bring it into, the whole hypocritical side is that people are like, oh, you don't even pay attention, or you need to be present, or you need to do this, and so then maybe that person changes. Like I was in that spectrum before, you know, and especially when I first started my business, I was on my phone entirely too much. My boyfriend used to get so mad at me. That um, <laughs> was a big deal, actually. That's a that's actually a really long conversation, but. You know, and I would get a little defensive and whatever, but I realized, you know what? He's right. Like this is silly. Like I should not be on this that much. It, it was due to bad boundaries, right? But the problem was, the problem was is with most people, and he was never like this. But with most people, is they give you shit for being on your phone too much. So then you work work on not doing that to where you're like maybe you're hanging out with a friend and your phone's in your pocket or it's in your purse and you did not even touch it one time. But then that same person calls you and you don't answer and they're pissed at you and you're like, well, what the fuck? Like I can't win. I'm, you want me to be more present in my conversations and in my world, but then I don't ant because I am being present, then I don't answer the phone and then you're like losing your shit, right? <laughs> but that's the world. That's kind of the twisted pieces of the world that we live in, and I believe that we get caught up in those those stories because nobody talks about it, right? Like nobody's having this conversation in this t- the way that I plan on having it the rest of this um, podcast. People just don't talk about it, that it is really hypocritical and that it is like the person who's like, well, you didn't answer, needs to check themselves for real. Like you need to think, wait a minute. Like why do I believe that that person needs to be readily available to me at all times? That's the thing. Like that's the piece is that there's an assumption being made across the board that we're entitled to anyone's attention 24 7 that having a phone should apparently means that you are available to anyone anytime whenever they decide they need you and that's really just not the case truthfully that's not healthy for anybody you know I've lived really deep in the spectrum of People pleasing, or shall I say, being available constantly to everyone. What that would look like for me was I would be having text message conversations with several people all day long. I would be answering several phone calls. I would be, you know, returning several voicemails all day long. And here's the deal my job requires me to be extremely present it requires me to be very grounded and be very okay within my own body in order for me to help other people right like i have to keep my shit straight in my brain and have you know be focused and have energy and that capacity so that i can help my clients so that i can write so i can create and be clear in my messages that i'm sharing in the way that i'm showing up like that's a crucial part of my business and so for me to be giving you know all my all into doing that for my job so I can be really good at my job and you know make money to pay my bills and then also then have this this side of me where I'm answering every single person the moment that they message me right and I think that there comes especially with business owners there comes this like when you first get started especially you have this fear that you're gonna miss a sale right you're gonna miss a sale You're going to miss an opportunity, so you better answer that person right away. You better answer them in the moment. Here's the deal. Maybe that's the case in some instances. Maybe it is. I'm sure somebody somewhere can give me several examples of how, yeah, if if I didn't answer right away, I would have lost the opportunity. I personally don't choose to live that way, and I really don't think that that should be the norm because in most cases, it's not. Like... Especially if we're talking about business, like if somebody is messaging you about doing a promotion or doing, um, you know, a podcast interview or doing um, an affiliate marketing thing or wanting to do photo shoots or wanting to interview you for something or wanting to have an interview with you to be their client, whatever it is, if you don't answer within a split moment, if that person's really the kind of person that's serious that you want to do business with, like they're not going to go run to the other side of the world and never respond to you again you know like sure there's a pain point there or there's not a pain point there's a a window of of response time but instantly no there's two reasons that that's not necessary number one it establishes firsthand a really unhealthy um, expectation so you teach people how to treat you and this is something that I had to learn the hard way but now something I teach my clients is that if the moment that somebody asks you a question every single time, especially in the business standpoint, if you drop everything you're doing, no matter what time of day, no matter where you are, whatever what you're doing, if you drop everything and respond to that message every single time, especially like straight up straight out the gate, then that is the expectation that they have from you. So then when you decide to put boundaries in place later because you're like, "I can't fucking do this anymore." like I did, right? Like I can't do this. like everyone constantly am constantly having all these conversations. And here's the side note, side note, not that I don't enjoy that, like it's not that I don't enjoy talking to my friends all day, or because they're hilarious, let's be real, like my girlfriends are so funny, like we could just laugh our asses off all day long, you know, and we can talk about everything, and that's great. It's not that I don't enjoy that, but it's just that like, it was unrealistic for me to think that I could do all of those things, and then also be mentally, emotionally healthy, um, and I'll explain more about that in a second. But basically what I'm getting at though is that like when you have this attachment to that instant response and you have to start – if you if you start out the gate with that and that person expects that of you and then later you change your tune, there's an odd, odd balancing act that goes on to where they're not necessarily – an adjustment period because people, when you shift and to something they're not used to, they it causes a lot of feelings in that person and questions and all that stuff. So, again, there's I have a, a podcast episode I'll link it below about boundaries and that kind of explains a little bit more in depth how you then explain your boundary to this person as you shift it and then have the patients, um, you know, stand firm in it but also have the patience for them to, to get on board. which again whole other conversation check out that podcast below and i think it's it's one of those that i think everyone should listen to multiple times because it's it's something that we do on different levels over and over again so it's really helpful but anyways so why is it such a problem for us to be constantly connected or expecting or you know believing it's right that we have an instant response from anyone so the thing is when you have an it's an unhealthy attachment to an instant response what that does is two things it's creating it's filling a void most likely in most people's instances like where it's validating them, like it's validating you when somebody answers you promptly on your timeline. It's also feeding that inner control freak, it's feeding that part of you who's arrogant enough to think that you have the ultimate control not only of yourself but of what other people are doing and thinking and that they do they should stop what they're doing to answer you right now because you're in the state of mind where you need that response. <clears throat> unless you're paying them, <laughs> you can't expect that, and honestly, even when you are paying them, you still can't fully expect that unless like, that's your agreement. That would be like me saying to Tiffany, who's my assistant, you know, hey, um, you didn't answer me within 15 minutes when I texted you last night. And being like pissed about it. And it's like, no, guess what? Like she is a life and she's not required to answer me 24-7. Like is there an opportunity? Like when we're in a launch or we're in the middle of something, may that be necessary? Sure. And guess what? I'm going to pay her more during that and I'm going to express those expectations to make sure that she can meet them. That's the other part is like, man, we we have this weird imbalance of, Of explaining uh, um, what it is that we need with each other Um, so not only is it that that attachment unhealthy attachment to the instant response you know seeking some sort of validation and also this arrogance to an extent in, in some cases too but it's also that validation piece goes a little deeper if when somebody doesn't answer you you are worried that they're mad at you instantly or you jump to conclusions or you make a ton of assumptions as to why they didn't immediately answer you, like that's your shit. That's not theirs. And you guys, I'm bringing this up because like I could literally list you right now off the top of my head 20 different instances in 20 different, totally, you know, different types of people in my life that I've experienced this with where I've had to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's a story you're telling yourself and that's not mine to bear but in the past I would in the past I would feel so guilty and so obligated to then meet this unrealistic expectation that this person has of me that quite honestly isn't mine to meet if somebody gets upset and feels and they start questioning basically their own value their own worth those things based off of a lack of, of timely response Or you know whatever it may be like that's theirs you know and to an extent it makes me sad because I want to help everyone like I want to be like hey let me explain to you like how you can start soothing that within yourself because that's the healthy way to adapt to this and if you adapt to that and you start explaining like that that's an unhealthy attachment you start rewriting and reprogramming your own belief system within yourself then you're no longer you know. Um, reliant on everyone around you to make you feel okay with those types of responses like I get these instances where people boy oh boy people will reach out to me and say hey I'm just checking on you how are you doing and dude in some instances that's exactly what they're looking for but more cases than not when I I quit falling bait to that and here's why I would be like you know what I'm good or you know what I'm not great like this is going on and and thank you for checking on me like here's the thing and then dude the moment I respond it's yeah and then I have this problem and blah 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 and they go down the rabbit hole of what their original actual reasoning for texting me was it's like they're baiting me right I get baited by like oh I care about you I'm checking on you but let me then tell you all about my things because I didn't really care about what you had to say anyways (laughs) Like, have you ever been around a person and, you know, it happens way more in person, I feel like, too, where somebody's like, how are you? And then you start to respond and they, like, just start talking about something else. You're like, cool. So you didn't even give a shit how I am. So why did you ask me? But it's because we're so conditioned in this weird place that, again, we're not present we're not paying attention to what we're saying. We're not listening. We're not engaged in our, you know, communications. And it's just this big, ugly thing. (laughs) And it goes across the board in so many places. But I digress on that. Anyways, back to the statement of the unhealthy attachment, right? And that expectation. How that expectation creates anxiety for us. Like, if it, it feeds anxiety. It creates the stress within us. And I think the more that we acknowledge that, the, the bigger this transition, you know, or even just listening to this can be for you. It's like, man... I get anxiety I have anxiety okay like I understand how it's a beast and sometimes it just like takes over the other part of that though is that like in order to really get some sort of a handle on it you can't always count on other people to explain or or, or to soothe that so you know like I said before I really want to soothe everyone I want to just be able to make them feel better Um, but I know personally like And with my experience and clients and stuff, that's not actually really helpful. Like, it doesn't really fix anything. And so one of the, just a real quick side note, one of the things that I go to in those moments where I'm like, oh, my God, like something, you know, whatever. If you go to those moments of, oh, my God, something happened and they're mad at me, blah, 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 you go back to fact and fiction in your head. You're like, wait a minute, okay, what really happened? What's the fact here? And what story am I telling myself? And then you're able to really differentiate between what. The truth of actually going on and what's not. Um, sometimes that's a really difficult thing to do, but it is definitely the thing that's gotten me through the majority of my self healing. And still, I use that tactic, you know, to this day when my brain gets ahead of me <laughs> and I start telling stories, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the truth? What's the story? What's the fact, and what's the fiction? Like I use that within myself more than anything else, and that's something that if you're doing that with you, you're then learning ways to deal with these feelings so this isn't going to be a long conversation about anxiety treatments Um, but what I wanted to say too is around the the like hey this is how I you know expect what I expect from you in responses or whatever like it's really selfish like it's also really selfish to make assumptions and not put into you know thought of what that other person's life might be right like I here's a great example I have all of my friends have babies okay all of them multiple babies the girls that I've been friends with for 25 years they all have babies it would be so selfish and unrealistic of me to expect them to answer my text messages the moment that I send them or you know stop what they're doing with their kids to get on the phone with me anytime, you know? Like, their lives are chaotic and they're running to several soccer games and they're, you know, have jobs and households and husbands. Like, that is, that would be selfish of me to expect that of them. Now, what I also want you to know is for many years, I put that into super perspective for myself, but I allowed other people to think that because I don't have a house full of kids, (laughs) <laughs> that then I should be available to them all of the time because I don't have a house full of kids and you know what that's also not true it doesn't like the, the kids thing is an easy example right but that doesn't mean that if you don't have you know children that you should just be at everyone's back and call like that's not the case either I was just using these as examples but I just wanted to give you that permission there too to know that it doesn't matter if you have 12 kids or no kids like for someone to expect that of you is still very selfish, and it's not wrong of you to take care of you first. Like that's at the end of the day, I mean, let's go back to tale as old as time, right? You must fill your own cup. Like you must be okay first. Otherwise, you're doing no one a service. To be honest, like then that's even selfish of you, honestly, of you to do that. So. Within these expectations, too, if you're like clinging to what other people may do or not do, um, you're not really giving yourself the time, the space, or opportunity to acknowledge or address your own shit, like at all. It also doesn't it doesn't give it also doesn't give anybody else the chance to really show up for you. Like, if you, I'll tell you what, I went through that too in a deep way. I'm like, nobody ever chooses me. Like, I'm not a priority in anyone's life and what i realized was those feelings were very valid but i created that monster and i created it by always <laughs> giving instruction or answering or calling first or doing like i was in control of the situation instead of sitting back and letting the other person respond to me or show up for me because you know that tactic a lot of us have that fear you know that um, survival tactic in our brains and in our subconscious because It's kind of scary to sit back and let somebody show up for you because what if they don't? What if they don't? That might hurt. So that's why we don't do it. (laughs) But it's rewarding. It's so rewarding and it clears so much of the muck and it clears so much of the anxiety and the nonsense out of the way when you can train yourself to stop forcing people basically into this these types of you know acknowledgments or responses or whatever and just allow them to show up for you like that's a really rewarding thing and that feels really good and it starts to take the power away from some of these demons that we create in our heads when we allow people to show up we give ourselves that space to be like wait a minute like this is my shit they have a life too you know or whatever and just allow that space so that's a big part of it um so a part of running an online here's the other thing I want to say about social media so this is a thing and I can tell you what it makes my head like I just shake my head every time but this is a thing that happens a lot to my client or to my clients and my friends I have conversations with regularly like I've established it pretty clear to people in my life after you know all these years that if you see me post on social media Um, Or you see my little green light on which actually I turned my green light off on Facebook, but they won't let me do it on Instagram but That does not mean I'm ignoring you and I'm playing on the internet. First of all some people Scrolling on they're allowed to scroll on social media without responding to your message like that's acceptable And that does not mean they hate you that does not mean that you did something wrong That means that they don't have the capacity right now to respond to your text and that's okay so (laughs) But what social media has created is this attachment piece, right? Where we think, oh, their green light's on or they liked someone else's comment or they did this, they must be ignoring me because I see them on the internet all the time. And I'll tell you what, I've gotten jabbed with that so many times because I own an internet business. Like I post on all the social channels all the time and I've had people say to me, well, you're always on the internet. Well, first of all, that's my job. Second of all, it's all very strategic. Like a lot of those things, well, I'd say maybe 50-50 of what you're seeing is pre-scheduled. Like I write things and then have a little timer in my phone that goes off and it says post to Instagram. I hit this button. It copies and pastes what I wrote yesterday or earlier in the week, you know, and then I post it and I get off. Or my assistant is re I'm distributing content or she's posting to my story of things about, you know, that's going on in my business. But I don't owe that explanation to anyone, neither do you. Like I don't need to explain to someone, hey, I know I haven't answered you and you saw that I posted on social four times. Well, that's because my business is set up to run fucking efficiently. (laughs) Like, I don't owe that explanation to someone because they then assume that that must mean I'm ignoring them and I'm just all over the internet. And again, so what if somebody is? that's one of the things I put into play a long time ago was I got sick of half-assing responses. It really started with my clients where I was like, I am not going to half-ass their responses. My clients are very aware of the fact that if I am not able to give them my actual attention, I will not respond to their message. I will not open their email. I will not even get on our phone calls. That doesn't happen very often because I'm pretty prepared for those. But if I was to be in a really bad mental state, I would tell them I can't do our call today because I'm not going to half-ass or not show up for them. I do this same. And then I started integrating that into my personal life. Like I won't open your message until I actually have the true capacity to fucking read it and respond with the respect and the time and the attention that you deserve. Again, I shouldn't have to explain that to anyone, but I find myself doing that from time to time because people are like, well, you didn't answer me. I didn't have fucking opportunity to answer you yet. And I didn't want to open it, and first of all, open it and then not answer because shit, other things happen and I forgot. But then also open it and then give you some half ass not real response. Like that's shitty and I don't want to do that. I want to show up for people in my life. Like it's important to show up for people in my life. So when you start to do that and explain that, Again, you're setting a different standard, but dude, it's so much more rewarding for you and the people in your life will start to recognize and understand and that's that. And don't apologize. That's the other part. I I have to catch myself from saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't answer before. No, it's not that sorry I didn't answer before. It was intentional and I did that on purpose in some cases. Some cases I do just forget because I'm a human and that happens. But (laughs) And then sometimes if I do just forget, I'll apologize. But... But I just want to show all these examples to you because I think it's important that we bring these into different perspectives and we realize, oh shit, okay, like maybe I do expect that of someone I didn't even realize it or hey, maybe this person does make me feel like shit all the time because they're passive aggressive making comments about, oh, I saw you liked this co- this post but you couldn't respond to my message. Um, I'm sorry, who are you? My fucking mom? Like no, that is so rude, so rude and out of line, right? But I hope that this is explaining maybe some things for us to behave differently around, you know? Our expectations being a little different, you know? So here's the question I always get, but what if something's wrong? Okay. What if something's wrong? True. Valid point. I remember a million years ago, I <laughs> feels like a million years ago, but we were like teenagers And I was sitting on the deck with my friend Chrissy and her mom, I don't remember who else was there, but we were talking about somebody getting mad because they didn't answer the phone or something like that, or how she left her phone in in the condo when we went out on the boat all day or something. And her mom looked at us and all of her wisdom and was like, bad news will always find you. And I was like, isn't that the fucking truth, right? Like, (laughs) if something is wrong, they will find you. Like... Someone will find you, will get a hold of you, you will know. That is the case. Nine times out of ten that, oh my God, if it's an emergency message, is an emergency. It's not at all. And helping people learn, you know, how to communicate with you in a different way is really how, you know, helps them and you. But as far as that, like, what if something's wrong... Nine times out of ten, those messages you're getting on Facebook aren't an emergency. Nothing is on fire. I'll tell you what. Unless you are an EMT, a firefighter, a police officer, a lawyer, a doctor, a nurse. Those are some of the instances. But even then, nurses, doctors, you're not getting messages on fucking Facebook. Like, if something's wrong, you're going to get a phone call. You're going to get multiple phone calls, multiple text messages. And then that's a whole different story, right? But, like, we... It's such a great validation for us, of, but something was wrong, and I got to answer and be the savior. And it's like, dude, no, nothing was wrong. And then you just disrupted your own peace and, and also didn't give that person the attention. And then now maybe you're resentful to them because it really wasn't an emergency, blah, 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 blah. It feeds all of these other pieces of our ego. And it's just not healthy because the truth is, you guys, as human beings, Especially human beings who are wanting to be better and more present and healthy and mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, taking care of the things that need to be taken care of so that they can have all of the free time in the world, right? We need space. We need space. How many times have you sat down and started in on social media or started in on your text messages and four fucking hours go by and then you're drained and you're like, what the hell just happened? It will it will suck you in and sometimes that's okay if it's intentional but there's a very big lack of people accepting or understanding that alone time and space and detachment from your device and from all of the con- conversations is so necessary for you to be the best version of you, for you to be the best kind of friend, the best kind of coach, the best kind of boss, the best kind of husband or wife, sister, mom, you know, any of those things. Like being able to give yourself the space and knowing that it is okay that you do that, it is imperative that you do that. And your phone is going to be fine, everything will still be there at the end of the day. I'm gonna give you a couple of tips as far as starting to work on the actual distraction piece of your cell phone. So, I want to remind you that I run a virtual business. My clients are spread across the world. Right now, everybody is in America, but most of the time, they're spread all over. Um, and my, I use a few different apps. Like my clients communicate with me on Voxer. If there's an emergency. They'll send me a text and say, hey, I have a big problem. I sent you a message on Voxer, okay? So then I'll go check Voxer. Or they'll say, I'm having an emergency. Can I call you? Here's the deal. Don't be the boy that cried wolf, though. Like, if it's not an emergency, don't pull that bullshit with me because it only happened once, right? But those boundaries are firm. They know, okay? I also have strict business hours where I have to adhere to it more than my clients do. My clients can message me on Boxer anytime they want to because I don't have notifications on, okay? And guess what? That's okay. I'm not being paid to be at their beck and call. Trust me. That would cost like four times what it costs to have me as a coach if you want me to be available to you 24-7. Like, I might be down for that, for the dollars, (laughs) for the right price, but no, anyway, I'm kidding. But... Having no no um notifications on, and then also them knowing that I check voxer two times a day, but I have to keep my boundary of that I don't answer messages before ten a m and I don't answer messages after seven p m so that's on me if I don't do my stuff during that time frame, then i can you know if I go against my word. And then it it unestablishes every boundary that I've created with them on communication. And guess what? Everyone's taken care of, and more, they're more than taken care of all of the time. I've never had an issue with someone feeling like they weren't supported. I also run an internet-based business where the majority of my sales come directly through Facebook Messenger. People message me, and they're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Or they go to my website and send a message, or whatever it might be. I don't have notifications on for Messenger either. I check it once or twice a day and that's it. And that's okay too. Nothing bad has ever happened. It's all good. You know, Instagram, I have no notifications on for that either. I go in and check my messages and respond when I can. My Instagram inbox is is a little crazy, but again, you can't let this shit run your life. You can't because it runs you here's the other thing here's the kicker that freaks everyone out I get zero notifications for text messages here's what I mean by that unless you're Tony which is my boyfriend and you text me nothing pops up I get no ding like there's nothing And that's because I know me. Sometimes I get sucked in in times that I can't be sucked in because I have other things that need to be done or I need the time and space, right? Like so that I can function properly within the rest of my life and feel good and be the best version of me. So I have no notifications for that either. I do check my messages, you know, at least once an hour probably unless I'm in the middle of a project and then my phone's in the other room and I check it whenever I want, like whenever I can. But I usually don't my friends know if, if there's something wrong, they'll call. And here's the kicker on that. <laughs> I have a list and every phone does this. I'm not an iPhone user. I'm an Android user, but I spoke to some of my friends who have Android or who have iPhones to make sure that this was a capability there too. And it is, but you can set up a do not disturb list on your phone. You can set up do not disturb on your phone to where two with two rules. One, anyone on your favorites list will ring through when they call you number two if anyone calls your phone more than once in a row it'll ring through so again back to bad news we'll find you guys like somebody's gonna call your phone more than once if there's something wrong and it's gonna ring through but other than that I don't my phone doesn't ring so all my Do not disturb list is like my few best friends who again don't call me unless they need something usually And my parents, my brother and his wife, my boyfriend and his son, because his son lives with him and he like, Tony does really dangerous things a lot. And so I'm like, if Christian calls, I need to know (laughs) like something's wrong. (laughs) So anyways, those are the people there. And now granted, maybe I'm waiting for a call for someone. I'll add them to my favorites list for the day so that I don't miss the call, you know. Um, But that is the way I've operated for a really long time a really long time. I have no notifications on for apps at all, other than the one that tells me to water my plants. And then that's just the truth. And when I say that to people, they're like, whoa, are you serious? And when I hear people, especially those who own a business that tell me that they have their notifications on, I'm like, bro, you are missing out on having more structure and stability in your situation. Because man, I'll tell you what, And I know that not every person can turn off their phone calls like I can. Like my boyfriend's company, everyone calls his cell phone to schedule their work. He can't do it. He's very jealous of the fact that I can do that. So I know that that extreme is not okay with everyone. But the notifications for social media specifically is. There's no no emergencies happening, I promise. I promise. So... When I say the notifications are off, I mean no sounds, no pop-ups, nothing. Like I have to go open the app to see if there's something there. And there's an adjustment period when this becomes a thing. I've used an app called App Detox on my phone to help me with the number of unlocks or the amount of minutes used on a certain app um, certain times of the day to not use the apps, just because there is that attachment piece. And I think if we aren't willing to admit that, we're doing ourselves a disservice because it's definitely a thing across the board for everyone I know, um, for the most part I should say, and using that, so if you go into the App Store, I know that it's available on Android and I, or iBox, <laughs> iPhones, and it's called App Detox. It's a green icon, and the inside of the icon is a little, um, like, it looks like a little needle, like a shot, you know, like you would get to the doctor. That's one to use, and then there's another one called Quality Time that has a blue clock on it. Quality Time I use just to, like, lock out, lock myself out of my... Whole phone sometimes to where it'll ring if somebody calls on um, for my list but that's it so I can't if I'm like finding myself you know doing the procrastination game and continuously opening my phone because <laughs> we all do that um, So those are some tips that you could really do as far as like logistically separating yourself from the constant grind of responding and and being in that, the constant pull. Because when you hear the mess, the ding, sometimes it's difficult for us to ignore, to not go look and see what's going on. Um, And I just highly suggest it. The freedom that comes from everything I just said to you is incredible. And then it also holds you accountable, man. Like you have to be on your shit. You have to be... It really creates almost like a rule for you to be available when you're available and to answer you know, during specific times and be responsive during specific times and it just feels different and it's really, really, really good and rewarding. So I'll put the name of all those apps down in the show notes for you to check out. The last thing I wanted to say about this. Is that again don't feel stupid and bad I hope none of this pissed you off if it did there's probably a reason so do a little digging within yourself of why this pisses you off and just know that like I'm not saying anything that's unrealistic trust again I work with people in all different industries all different walks of life <sighs> and this is this is a thing across the board and I have people talk to me about these instances within their lives and then I've had it happen to me like all of that so just remember at the end of the day your experience your reality is not the same as someone else's so for you to expect them to be 100% on your schedule is unrealistic and quite honestly it's rude It really is like it is not your you you don't have a right to request those things I think that there's a deeper conversation which is what I'm gonna wrap up with here around expectations and I think it's okay for someone to tell me like hey this is my expectation and this is my boundary and then it's okay for me to say hey I respect that and I hear you but I can't promise that I'm going to meet that expectation because it butts up against my boundary. And I'm not going to, you know, feel guilty if I can't meet your expectation because I'm trying to meet my own. You know what I'm saying? And then there's there's that space for compromise, but this comes in a place of being able to communicate with others in a different way than I think most of us do. It comes from a place of owning though, like owning your Space and the fact that you're a priority too, like you taking care of you is a priority, and it's okay for you to say and do these things. Um, all of the things that I just described to you is the reason why I believe that as a culture we need to learn how to compassionately communicate and be direct with what we're what we want. And what I mean by that is I don't mean like I want this, fuck off. Like if you don't give this to me, that's that. No, no, no. I mean saying, hey, instead of being like, hey, what's up, in a text message. And then when the person's like, nothing, what are you doing? And then they're like, oh, my God, I have this huge problem. And they're like, fucking word vomited all over you. And you're like, whoa, I was not ready for that. Like, holy crap, I'm literally just like in the elevator. I was just responding really quickly. I have no, no capacity for this right now. Instead of doing that freaking dance around the bush bullshit, be direct. Say, hey. I really need to vent to somebody right now do you have a minute and then that friend would say hey hey I hear you I don't have a minute is everything okay or can you can I call you later and then that's the moment where the person's either like no I'm not okay and then you make an exception or they're like yes that's totally cool call me later you know my friend Catherine and I have a perfect example of this type of relationship so Catherine lives has always lived at least 10 hours away from me um, since we met and she's been, she's one of my best friends, but we have such a beautiful relationship to the fact where like she can say, hey, I have this thing, it's kind of ugly, it's kind of heavy, are you, can you talk about it right now or do you have the capacity for it right now or can I send it here and you can just read it later, like those types of things, like I'll tell her, hey, I'm going to send you something over on Facebook Messenger just because I need to get it out, you don't even need to look at it. And she's like, okay. Or she'll, you know, she tells me, hey, I just need to ask you that. Can I ask you this? Or can I ask if I'm being petty? Or can I ask if I'm being bitchy? (laughs) You know, or whatever. And I'm like, sure, go ahead. And then there are some times where both of us are like, no, I can't right now. Like I'm not mentally available for that right now. It's been a heavy day. I'm exhausted, blah, blah, blah. And then there are also instances where We reach out to each other like that and shit is bad and we do need the other person and so even if I'm not totally in the zone for that but she needs me, I'll stop and be there for her because I know that that's our agreement, right? It's not a constant like I need you to do this. We're so respectful of each other's time, but also of each other's mental state and capacity to show up. And that is a beautiful thing, okay? And I don't know that everyone is capable of having that sort of friendship. My hope is that you that everyone is, but I'm just using that as an example because I'll tell you what, like if we're more direct with what we're looking for instead of baiting or beating around the bush, like we're going to get what we want from what we're looking for from a friendship. Instead of, you know, whatever, say, hey, like I really miss our chats. Do you have time to talk this week? Instead of being like, oh my God, well, I guess we're not friends. You know, there's just this like really passive aggressive fucking nonsense that we pull out. And some of the people that I I feel like are even – some of the most like mature humans I know pull that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I just think it's a lack of this type of communication and conversation, honestly. So basically, my whole point there is, is that we can lean into being more direct and also then ex- being direct of what we're looking for and clear of what we're looking for, but also accepting that we cannot expect that person to show up every single time and meet us there every single time. Like that's unrealistic and it's rude. Um, So we just have to respect each other more and know that just because we all have phones doesn't mean that that means we're readily available for anyone at any time that they so choose. So that is my message. I hope that this was helpful. Um, If you enjoyed it, Let me know. Leave a comment below. Um, Share this with somebody that you think could benefit from it. I think everyone needs to hear this message as far as I'm concerned. Anyone who owns a cell phone at least, you know. Um, So if you feel so inclined to share, I always appreciate that. That's definitely one of those things that like that's the way we get the message out there guys and that's the way we continue to spread the word and help everybody evolve and elevate and be better. Is by sharing this message to get it in front of as many people as you can or we can Um, so I appreciate those of you who do that and I appreciate it if you do it now I love that Um, if you have not already I would love it if you went over to iTunes or wherever you I think iTunes might be the only place actually that allows comments and leave a review Um, leave a review of, of the broadcast of the podcast in general that helps us get ratings like this is not something that's paid for like this is something that I operate and do like the cost of producing the podcast comes straight out of you know my pockets and so the only you know having those reviews really helps us get more reach and really helps us get more recognition and so I really appreciate that if you feel called to it obviously no pressure but I would appreciate those few minutes of your time for sure As always, if you have any questions about this, shoot me an email. My email is listed below. And thank you. Thank you for being here and enjoy the rest of your day, guys. See ya.